Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Give the Lord a hand, everybody. Give the Lord a hand. Proverbs 21 verse 13, everybody says, Whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. Wow. Whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. And in the Proverbs 31, I love this, verse 8 to 9. It says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and the helpless and see that they get justice. Everybody, this weekend and every weekend, pretty well at Global Heart Church, it comes to what we're doing, that we are speaking up for those who cannot speak up for themselves. And as a church, we are not called to rescue the whole world, but we are called to serve the poor and the needy here in our own home, our own backyard. And we are called then to go out, particularly to the nation of Rwanda, where God has called us to that field and to serve the children and their uh, mother, if she's there, um, and sometimes both parents who are living in real deep poverty. We are called to serve them and to speak up for them in Jesus' name. So everybody, just so you know, when you sponsor a child, uh, you know, which is $48 a month is the basic, 60 is really the, the amount. That's basically your sponsorship is now probably, and you're sending that child to school. They're having medical help. They're having dental help. They're having pastoral help. They're having nutritional help. They're having spiritual help. And they're going to school for less than the burger that you buy at Grilled. And you are rescuing that child from a life of poverty and of hopelessness. It's one thing to go without food or to be hot and cold. It's a whole other thing to have no hope. And when you sponsor that child, everybody, you are giving hope to that child. And can I encourage everybody, never pull out of a child sponsorship. We can always get another person or another two people to help us to keep that child in school and filled with hope. And it takes a little bit of work and we're there to help you. Compassion's there to help you. But don't just drop a child, everybody. Can you imagine being dropped from the very thing that's giving you food, the very thing that's giving you hope? The very Anybody in Australia like going to school occasionally? I know there's probably a lot in our youth ministry don't. <laughs> that's because you have options. <laughs> but in these countries, you don't have an option if you're not in school the chance of you getting higher education is pretty well it's nil pretty well unless by some miracle and so what we're doing is we're saying to that child you have an opportunity right now to live for less than a burger that you buy at grilled so sponsoring is speaking up Sponsoring is speaking up. You're standing up for the child when you sponsor the child. And I just want to touch on two, one of the other things. When we speak to the children through the letter writing, I think it just came out again there and Irene beautifully brought it out as well, is that the children, when they're feeling hopeless um, or maybe not totally hopeless, they're feeling like, does anybody care what I'm going through? When they have somebody write to them and say, I love you, I believe in you, For the children, it's everything. I heard that time and time and time and time and time and time again. When you say to that child, I love you and I believe in you, all of the adults told me it just kept me going. 
And Remy said that when he, because he's an albino, he said that with his skin condition, he was burnt. He didn't know why he was burnt. He didn't know why he had sores because he's walking around and he doesn't realise, you know, because he, he, had, he had hardly had parents. He told me actually that the first person to ever cuddle him was the compassion uh, person who ran the project was the first person to cuddle him. He was six years old. And so he, he, um, he was so impacted by that. But um, what's happening is he, he's impacted by the fact that his sponsor wrote to him and said, I love you. And his sponsor wrote exactly the right thing and said to him, what a good looking boy you are. And he said, I'm feeling like the lowest, rejected by family. And he said, the sponsor did not know, but every time that sponsor wrote by the anointing of God and said to me, what a good looking boy you are. What a good looking boy you are. What a great young man you are. What a great young man you are. What an incredible man you are. He just said, he just kept it up. And, uh, and Remy said, you know, he said, whether I was dumb enough or whatever he told me, he said, I believed it. <laughs> and he said, I believed it. And then he said, when he finished school, by the way, Remy, who started out not in school, not even being cuddled, Six. Can you believe that? And he said to me that they discovered that I had a gift. He ended up, year two and three, he started topping the classes. And when he finished high school, they said to him, you can be an engineer, you can be this, all these top level things. And he chose and said, no, no, I'm going to become a psychologist. I want to help the children. But they uncovered a little genius who was sitting there who would never have been given the opportunity but for the fact that that American man stepped up and said, I want to sponsor uh, uh, Remy and that the man uh, uh, took him and uh, actually brought him into the Compassion Program. You know, um, Proverbs 28, 27 again says, those who give to the poor will lack nothing. (laughs) Let me just put a little... uh, Caveat on that, those who give to the poor will lack nothing important. In God's economy, many of the things that take your attention and my attention right now, God says they're useless. Waste of our time, waste of our lives, waste of our thinking about them. Many of the things that you and I think about think, wow, that's so important. God says that's of no value at all. So can I just say that? Those who give to the poor will lack nothing important. God suddenly starts to fill you with what's important. And you can be 60 and discover that actually all of that that you thought was so important, in real, re- in real reality, when the, cl- when the veil comes off, it's just nonsense. That's taking our time and taking our lives. So the Bible says you won't lack anything. But those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. Wow. So the Bible is saying to those who ignore the poor, and just that there's problems for those people. There's challenges for them. So God doesn't want us walking in challenges all the time that, you know, come on us because of that. He wants us walking in His blessing, not lacking in Jesus' name. 1 John 3 verse 17 says, But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the, the love of God abide in him? The Bible says. Goes on and says, My children, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. <laughs> let me say that again, last part. God's word, we, you know, we're shutting our hearts, and God's saying, Hang on, my little children, let us not love in word or in, de- in tongue. It doesn't say in this uh, couple of verses, in, in word and in, sorry, with words as well. It's saying, No, 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 love in deed and in truth. It says, do the gospel, do the gospel, do the gospel, live the gospel. And God reminds us all too that your life is passing away. Your life's but a shadow. 
that appears on the planet and disappears. Did you know that? The Bible says you're right now a phantom. Everybody, you're sitting next to a phantom. The person next to you is out of here. <laughs> and I mean that because we need to realise and be awake and alert to the fact, hang on, life is quick and I have right now is my moment. This is your moment now. Don't go, when is my moment? When will my life be? When will that be? When will that? God goes, now, right now. When you say, Lord, I'm stepping up to follow you. Lord, I'm stepping up for your plan and your purpose. And everybody, you know, some of you don't know, I started my life in poverty and problems, distress, anxiety, brokenness, broken soul, broken heart, broken mind, get saved. And then God begins to heal me. And it's amazing how one of God's great healings for me was helping heal other children. That's an amazing thing. God's great healing for you, everybody. When you look so many people on planet Earth, you know, they're all, people are going crazy. You see people, you know, you guys, don't go on TikTok, get off there, amen. <laughs> but people look at uh, social media and it's like, you couldn't dye your hair the amount of colours that people now dye it, which is really saying, look at me, somebody notice me. Somebody notice me in my pain. Can I just say to everybody here tonight, if you're in pain, Jesus notices you. If you're in pain, God notices you right now. He notices you. And I often think, because I've been, you know, uh, on the front lines of challenges in Eastern Europe so many times, 19 times, front lines of challenges in different parts of the world, in Asia as well, and then now in Africa, particularly Rwanda. And, and it's there in that place where you're helping and you're, you know, standing up and speaking up and clothing and helping the children rise from, you know, the ashes of what they've been through, that in fact, I found healing and purpose there as well. I'm like, I thought purpose would be, you know, in God's house, which it absolutely is, and in the kingdom and serving the Lord and serving people in Perth and in Sydney and London, wherever the Lord took us. But in, I want to tell you now, you're healing. I want to get all those people on TikTok and I mean, just put them on the front line of a war zone where everybody's starving and for two years and you watch all the gender issues disappear. And I'm not having a joke there. I'm talking about how the enemy's got everybody caught up with ourselves so much that we can't get well. So whatever your issue is, whatever Whatever your challenge is, I'm telling you now, God's plan for your healing is found in helping others. It's found in helping others. If you want to heal, help someone else heal. Come on, if you want to heal, help somebody else heal. Don't look for people who reaffirm you in your victimhood. And by the way, your identity is not in sexuality. Your identity is not in, hey, I'm, I'm, this is my identity. What a load of... Ugh. mess and nonsense is that your identity is in Christ you're made in the image of God he's called you to be his son he's called you to be his daughter he wants to use your life he's called you to be healed he's called you to be whole he's called you to be sane he's called you to be a person of purpose he's absolutely he's called you to be a person of purpose and, I, and tonight, if you're struggling with addiction, God wants you to overcome it with Him. Connection is the key to overcoming addiction. That's the, that's the healing. Whatever your issue is, I'm telling you now, the way you overcome it is connection with God. Then, hello, connection with His house. Everybody who goes for God then pulls out of church, good luck with that. I'm telling you right now, that is pride and you won't make it. 
You will never become who God's called you to be. I would never be doing and be who I am today if I pulled out of God's house because I knew better. I don't know better. I still don't know better. I didn't know better then and I put my butt in church. It's Friday night, right? (laughs) Put myself in church and stayed. And today I'm not broke. I'm not broken my heart. I'm not broken my mind. I'm not broken my soul. I'm not broken my life. Today I'm blessed. And I'm a different person because of the grace of God. But my healing has also come by helping those who need help. I'm helping those who need help. And by the way, I'm wearing one of my sponsored children's gifts to me when I was there. This is one of my sponsored children's gifts to me, which uh, was just such a blessing. So wearing their T-shirt tonight in Jesus' Name. Amen. So everybody, we're doing something great. And I just want to honour everybody who's sponsoring right now for 30 seconds. If you're sponsoring a child, I just honour you. We thank God for you. Because uh, what you're doing is, in fan- is absolutely fantastic. And you need to know that you are the key to breaking generational poverty in that family. I watch how it's hard sometimes because sometimes the child who's sponsored is kind of the golden child. And they don't, you know, no one means to make them the golden child. But they are a bit special because they are potentially having hope to go forward into a new life, which could break generational chains. And one of our guys who I won't talk about just went to the university while we're there. Yeah, with his young man who's grown up now, young boy who's now grown up, he's becoming an adult. Went to the university, one of the guys in our church, to go and see the course that he wants to do, which is, I think, with forensics or pharmacy or something. Anyway, I went to the university with him and he's walking there with his compassion son who's now ready to leave high school. And one guy from our church said, let's help you do your course. And so now that boy, he is going to be the first generation to go ever to university and to break the chain of generational poverty from somebody in our church. Oh my gosh, (laughs) is there anything greater? Is there anything greater? It's so wonderful. We saw Justin as well, number one of all our children that we sponsor in Rwanda. And just what a great man of God he is today, a little boy. I crack up over Justin. 29 in a week, six years old when soon I sponsored him. His first words when I one day took his sister to dinner who raised him. She raised him and his three brothers. I took her to dinner and she cried for one and a half hours, everybody at the dinner. And I had to say to her, Lorenz, <laughs> stop crying, eat your dinner. And she said, Pastor Jared, Justin was dying. He was so malnourished. And she said, I did not know what to do. He was the last boy, the last little one. She said, I'm gonna lose him and I don't know what to do. And they, she met to me and they said, quick, 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 come here, put his name down for compassion. And uh, Sue and I prayed and said, Lord, show us which little boy to, to sponsor when we returned from planting the church in England that we planted. And I just happened and said, okay, let's take this one. That was supernatural that we sponsored Justin. It was absolutely supernatural. There's no doubt about it. The first child. So Justin's now on staff in our church in Zambia. Got up on Sunday, led so strongly, prayed so strongly. He's now become a pastor with Global Heart Church. And um, 
and he's still doing accountancy and he's to hurry up and finish it. <laughs> but I just went to his sister's home. The family turned out, they have the dinner. I'm there, special guest at the family home. She's now, she also got help. She moved out. She got a, a, Somebody helped her. She studied, served the children. She now has built a lovely house with her businessman husband that she met. And, uh, and she is now, from the la- young lady that I met who was having to struggle to raise these boys, she's now got two children of her own and she's, she's quite the glamorous Kigali housewife, actually. And I was so thrilled. And she has a lady who's cooked the dinner for us and it was just so thrilling. And then she says to me, she gave me, she hugged me for about half an hour. She was a tough cookie too. I was enjoying the hugs because when we first went there, she was, a, she was a tough girl. She had to be. Life made her be that way. Anyway, and then she says to me, who was this? Justin went out the room with some of his young relatives and she goes, Pastor Jared, who was this? She goes, he's the youngest in the family. He's the, he's the sponsor child. But she goes, I don't even recognise him. Who is he? She goes, he's counselling and leading the family now. <laughs> and I'm like... He's leading me as well anyway. <laughs> telling me what to wear and everything else. Anyway, whatever, deal with it. But she said to me, even now, thank you for sponsoring him. She goes, I can't believe what God's done in his life. And she says, though I don't understand all you born againers, <laughs> she said, I can see the work of God in his life. And I'm so grateful. And she came and sat in the lounge with me, got her arm around me, Justin reappears. Wow, nice to see you two getting on well. <laughs> and she's like, thank you so much. And really, I'm just saying that to you because Lorenz is across that country right now. They're not, she's moved ahead. I'm so grateful to God for what's happened in her life. But there are young ladies raising their children, raising their parents' children who've died. They're... they're Many of them have lost their parents. Many of the children that you will sponsor, their grandparent is actually the one looking after them. And, uh, and then you come and sponsor them. Lorenzo is across the country and so is Justin and they need our help and they need your help. And by the way, everybody, it's a huge privilege when we help the children. What a privilege. We, it's actually fully my privilege. It's just a privilege. People say, oh, well done. I said, well done, Jesus, for giving me, giving you, giving us the privilege of helping these children who are so amazing, so smart, so clever, so humble. I've learned more in Rwanda than any other nation I've been to. And I've learned more from the people there than any other people group I've ever been to. So I've done nothing. Sue and I are just blessed to play the part in serving the children. Everybody, wherever you're at in life right now, you're like, I haven't got a purpose for living. You're wrong. You're very wrong. You have a great purpose. There is a child right now in the nation of Rwanda, particularly in the rural areas where there is great poverty, who's crying out for help and possibly their grandparent as well. And here's what's who they're living with. Well, here's what's really powerful to everybody. When you see the 1994 genocide that is so terrible and the Rwandese say that the West shrunk it, it's actually one million people died, 1,067,000. 
they, um, what we are also doing is, which many of us don't realise, when you see the children who survived that genocide, who were on the streets, scarred, macheted, were living in the swamp for three months to try and survive, they were little children. Listen to this, everybody. They're, they're the parents. The children that we're sponsoring, they're the parents are the children who you see on the TV when you watch the video of it and you see these children who suffered and were traumatised, we're actually serving the children of the children. <laughs> Could there be any greater privilege than serving the children that the enemy tried to wipe out those children and did wipe out those children? But these ones who survive, is there a greater privilege on earth than to say, I'm going to serve the children of a child who suffered the loss of 70% of their people. 70, not seven, 70, 70. And those children are working day and night who are now adults to forgive the people who did it. <laughs> to forgive the people who did it. To forgive the people who did it. I said to one guy who was playing a song in the hotel, give thanks with a grateful heart. And I went up and said, why are you playing that? Because I knew he lost his family. And I said, how many have you lost? He said, 76. And he was playing in the hotel. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Oh my gosh. We in Australia who were born here, the only difference between us and those children is that you, got, you won the lottery ticket of being born here. That's it. Got the lucky ticket, got the golden ticket to live in Australia. It's nothing about us. It just happened to be where we're born. Everybody else who's come here, your mum and dad, grandparents, whoever, worked hard, fought hard, struggled hard to get a visa to be here. So glad you're here. But you also got the golden ticket. So we need to use that ticket not just for ourselves. We need to use that ticket for the children of the world. And it just so happens for us at Global Heart Church that the Lord says, your privilege is going to be one of the greatest. And we're like, Lord, what? why is that privilege so great? Because I'm going to send you to serve the children of the children. <laughs> and as you do that, the Lord says, what the enemy meant for evil, I'm going to bring out of it fresh beauty lives incredible children who become incredible adults who rise up and I pray too for the Rwandan people who survived and who are forgiving I pray that God's going to give them a mouthpiece to the world because on the world stage most people need to sit down and stop talking but the Rwandan people and their president <laughs> please stand up and speak and teach the rest of the world what it is to forgive and what it is to lead lives of value, dignity, grace and honour. Because all of those things I learned in the Word of God, but I thank the Rwandan people for amplifying them to me in Jesus' Name. Everybody, we're blessed to serve the children of Rwanda. Can somebody say Amen. just want to say to everyone tonight, actually, can you stand up with me? I'm 
just about to finish. By the way, uh, our Compassion team, Steve will be there, Irene will be there down at the Compassion desk and you can talk about sponsoring a child tonight. They'll be there over the weekend. It'll be a powerful time as together we see children be given the opportunity to be set free from generational poverty. Generational poverty. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 5, 3, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So God's Word is blessed. What does that mean too? By the way, blessed in the Scripture, it's the words Baruch in Hebrew, and it actually means happy, fortunate, prosperous, and to be envied are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Listen to this, for they'll be filled. God's plan is to fill you on the inside. What you're receiving tonight, you know, these guys who've come up here and Steve and Irene spoken so beautifully, they're coming from a place in their hearts where they know what the reality of what we're doing, but also they're overflowing what God has done in their heart to us. Listen, everyone, God wants you to be filled with Him to break the pain, to break the past, to break the addiction. God wants you being filled with Him first. Filled with Him, then in His house, through connection with others, being filled in the family of God, the local church. But God wants you filled. And the Bible says in Matthew 5 through in the Amplified, very powerful, blessed, which in brackets is spiritually prosperous, happy to be admired of the poor in spirit. Those devoid of spiritual arrogance, those who regard themselves as insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, both now and forever. So God's word saying here, everybody, blessed are the poor in spirit. What does that mean? We just read it. The Amplified brings it out. Blessed are those who come empty to God. Blessed are you when you come empty. Not when you come, well, God, I think this, and God, I think that, and Lord, I believe this, and Lord, my auntie told me that, and I heard this once. No, no, the Bible says basically, you're not gonna meet the Lord. The person who meets the Lord is the person who comes and says, Lord, you created the heavens and the earth. Who am I? I come empty. I got nothing. (laughs) One of the greatest things you can ever do, which I remember telling the Lord basically that I got nothing. You can do something for me, I'm out. I've watched my family, rich family, my poor family, trying to do their thing and no one is winning in life. So Jesus, I'm all out. Come into my life if you're there. Come into my life if you're real. Can I encourage you tonight? Jesus wants to come into your life, but He comes in when there's space for Him to come in. Sometimes we're so filled up with us. What I think, my opinion, my intellect, my experience, and the Lord's like, hey, um, make room for me. Make room for me. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That means not are you blessed in your poverty. It's talking about blessed are you when you come empty to me. Tonight I want to pray a short prayer. But it's a very powerful prayer. And it's a similar prayer to one I prayed, wow, just a little while ago, 42 years ago. I said, Jesus, I'm out. If you're there, Come into my life, wash away my sin, wash away my past. Jesus, if you can do anything in me, give me hope. If you can do anything with me, please do. And the Lord, I think, had a little smile. Yeah, I will. <laughs> the Lord has a little smile about me. Yeah, I got something for you to do. I got a couple of things actually. Listen, that's not just me, everybody. 
The Lord's having a little smile at you. He's going, yeah, I got something for you as you follow me, as you plant yourself in my house. I got something for you. God's got a little smile. He says, I'll fill you in a little bit down the track. Let's get you planted first. Let's get you established first. And then down the track, as you humbly follow me, the Lord says, I'll fill you in. Like I surprised Pastor Jared, which was some huge surprises that were so good. God says, I'm going to surprise you as well. I'm going to surprise you as well. Everybody, God's got a great surprise for your life. It's a life of peace, life of hope, a life of being filled. So many people on planet Earth are empty. They hit life. They come at life every day empty. I don't come at life empty. I come at life full because of the goodness of God. Thank you, Irene, for that reminder and for the grace of God. God's been good to me. Steve and Irene tonight up here. God's been good to us. We want to tell you this. We all would, if they were up here now, they'd agree with me. God wants to be good to you in Jesus' Name. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.